when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches laugh large in the Stately plump bug bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Connor Horgan. Paddy Leonard and Bantam Lyons came in. Tom Rochford followed, a planing hand on his claret waistcoat. Day, Mr. Byrne. Day, gentlemen. They paused at the counter. Who's standing? Paddy Leonard asked. I'm sitting anyhow, Nosy Flynn answered. Well, what'll it be? Paddy Leonard asked. I'll take a stone ginger, Bantam Lyons said. How much? Paddy Leonard cried. Since when, for God's sake? What's yours, Tom? How's the main drainage? Nosy Flynn asked, sipping. For answer, Tom Rochford pressed his hand to his breastbone and hiccuped. Would I trouble you for a glass of fresh water, Mr. Byrne? he said. Certainly, sir. Paddy Leonard eyed his alemates. Lord love a duck, he said. Look at what I'm standing drinks to. Cold water and ginger pop. Two fellas that would suck whiskey off a sore leg. He has some bloody horse up his sleeve for the gold cup. A dead snip. Zinfandel, is it? Nosy Flynn asked. Tom Rochford spilt powder from a twisted paper into the water set before him. That cursed dyspepsia, he said, before drinking. Bread soda is very good, Davy Byrne said. Tom Rochford nodded and drank. That cursed dyspepsia, he said, before drinking. Bread soda is very good, Davy Byrne said. Tom Rochford nodded and drank. Is it Zinfandel? Say nothing, Phantom Lyons winked. I'm going to plunge five bob on my own. Tell us if you're worth your salt and be damned to you, Paddy Leonard said. Who gave it to you? Mr. Bloom, on his way out, raised three fingers in greeting. So long, Nosy Flynn said. The others turned. That's the man now that gave it to me, Bantam Lyons whispered. Paddy Leonard said with scorn. Mr. Byrne, sir, we'll take two of your small Jemisons after that and a uh, stone ginger, Davy Byrne added civilly. Aye, Paddy Leonard said, a sucking bottle for the baby. Mr. Bloom walked towards Dawson Street, his tongue brushing his teeth smooth. Something green would have to be. Spinach, say. Then, with those Röntgen rays, search like you could. At Duke Lane, a ravenous terrier choked up a sick, knuckly cud on the cobblestones and lapped it with a new zest. Surfeit. Returned with thanks, having fully digested the contents. First sweet, then savoury. Mr. Bloom coasted warily. Ruminants. His second course. Their upper jaw they move. Wonder if Tom Rochford would do anything with that invention of his. Wasting time explaining it to Flynn's mouth. Lean people, long mouths. 
ought to be a hall or a place where inventors could go in and invent free. Of course, then, he'd have all the cranks pestering. He hummed, prolonging in solemn echo, the closes of the bars. Feel better. Burgundy, good pick-me-up. Who distilled first? Some chap in the blues. Dutch courage. That Kilkenny people in the National Library. Now I must. Bare, clean clothes stools, waiting in the window, William Miller, plumber, turned back his thoughts. They could. And watch it all the way down. Swallow a pin sometimes. Come out of the ribs years after. Tour around the body, changing biliary duct, spleen squirting liver, gastric juice, coils of in intestines like pipes. But the poor buffer would have to stand all the time with his insides entrails on show. Science. Ah, say now, go. What does that teco mean? Tonight, perhaps. Don Giovanni, thou hast me invited to come to supper tonight. The rum, the rum, dum. Doesn't go properly. Keys. Two months if I get Nanetti, too. That'll be two pounds ten, about two pounds eight. Three Heinz owes me. Two eleven. Prescott's out, two fifteen, five guineas about, on the pig's back. Could buy one of those silk petticoats for Molly, colour of her new garters. Today, today, not think. Tour the south, then. What about English watering places? Brighton, Margate, piers by moonlight, her voice floating out. Those lovely seaside girls. Against John Long's, a drowsing loafer lounged in heavy thought, gnawing a crusted knuckle. Handyman wants job. Small wages. Will eat anything. Mr. Bloom turned at Gray's confectioner's window of unbought tarts and passed the Reverend Thomas Conlon's bookstore. Why have I left the Church of Rome? Bird's nest. Women run him. They say they used to give pauper children soup to change to Protestants in the time of the potato blight. Society over the way, Papa went to for the conversion of the poor Jews. Same bait. Why we left the Church of Rome. A blind stripling stood tapping the curbstone with his slender cane. No tram in sight. Wants to cross. Do you want to cross? Mr. Bloom asked. The blind stripling did not answer. His wall face frowned weakly. He moved his head uncertainly. You're in Dawson Street, Mr. Bloom said. Molesworth Street is opposite. Do you want to cross? There's nothing in the way. The cane moved out, trembling, to the left. Mr. Bloom's eye followed its line and saw again the dye works van drawn up before Drago's. 
where I saw his brilliantined hair just when I was. Horse drooping, driver in John Long's, slaking his drought. There's a van there, Mr. Bloom said, but it's not moving. I'll see you across. Do you want to go to Molesworth Street? Yes, the stripling answered. South Frederick Street. Come, Mr. Bloom said. He touched the thin elbow gently, then took the limp, seeing hand to guide it forward. Say something to him. Better not do the condescending. They mistrust what you tell them. That's a, a common remark. The rain kept off. No answer. The stains on his coat. Slobbers his food, I suppose. Tastes all different for him. Have to be spoon-fed first. Like a child's hand, his hand. Like Millie's was. Sensitive. Sizing me up, I dare say, from my hand. Wonder if he has a name. Van. Keep his cane clear of the horse's legs. Tired drudge get his doze. That's right, clear. Behind a bull, in front of a horse. Thanks, sir. Nose on the man. Voice. Right now, first turn to the left. The blind stripling tapped the curbstone and went on his way, drawing his cane back, feeling again. Mr. Bloom walked behind the eyeless feet, a flat-cut suit of herringbone tweed. Poor young fellow. How on earth did he know that van was there? Must have felt it. See things in their foreheads, perhaps. Kind of sense of volume. Weight. Would he feel it if something was removed? Feel a gap? Queer idea of Dublin he must have, tapping his way round by the stones. Could he walk in a beeline if he hadn't that cane? Bloodless, pious face like a fellow going in to be a priest. Penrose, that was the chap's name. Look at all the things they can learn to do. Read with their fingers, tune pianos. Or are we surprised that they have any brains? Why do we think a deformed person or a hunchback clever if he says something we might say? Of course, the other senses are more. Embroider, plat baskets. People ought to help. Work basket. I could buy Molly's birthday. Hate sewing. Might take an objection. Dark men, they call them. Sense of smell must be stronger, too. Smells on all sides bunched together. Each person, too. Then the spring, the summer, smells, tastes. They say you can't taste wines with your eyes shut or cold in the head. Also, smoke in the dark, they say, get no pleasure. And with a woman, for instance. More shameless not seeing. That girl, passing the Stuart Institution, head in the air. Look at me. I had them all on. Must be strange not to see her. Kind of a a form in his mind's eye. The voice temperature when he touches her with fingers must almost see the lines, the curves. His hands on her hair, for instance. Say it was black, for instance. Good, we call it black. Then, passing over her white skin. Different feel, perhaps. 
feeling of why. Post office must answer. Fag today. Send her a postal order two shillings, half a crown. Accept my little present. Stationer's just here too. Wait, think over it. With a gentle finger he felt ever so slowly the hair combed back above his ears. And again, fibres of fine, fine straw. Then gently his finger felt the skin of his right cheek. Downy hair there too. Not smooth enough. The belly is the smoothest. Known about. There he goes into Frederick Street. Perhaps to Levinson's Dancing Academy piano. Might be settling my braces. Walking by Doran's public house, he slid his hand between waistcoat and trouser and, pulling aside his shirt gently, felt a slack fold of his belly. But I know, it's white yellow. Want to try in the dark to see. He withdrew his hand and pulled his dress too. Poor fellow, quite a boy. Terrible, really terrible. What dreams would he have, not seeing? Life a dream for him. Where is the justice being born that way? All those women and children, excursions, beanfests, burned and drowned in New York. Holocaust. Karma, they call that. Transmigration for sins he did in a past life. The reincarnation met him picoses. Dear, dear, dear. Pity, of course. But somehow, you can't cotton on to them somewhere. Sir Frederick Falconer going into the Freemason's Hall, solemn as Troy, after his good lunch in Arlesford Terrace. Old legal cronies cracking a magnum, tales of the bench and assizes and annals of the blue coat school. I sentence him to ten years. I suppose he'd turn up his nose at that stuff I drank. Vintage wine for them. The year marked in a dusty bottle has his own ideas of justice in the recorder's court. Well-meaning old man. Police charge sheets, crammed with cases, get their percentage in manufacturing crime. Sends them to the right about. The devil on moneylenders. Gave Reuben Jay a great straw calling. Now he's really what they call a dirty Jew. Power those judges have. Crusty old topers in wigs, bare with the sore paw. And may the Lord have mercy on your soul. Hello, placard. Miris Bazaar. His Excellency the Lord Lieutenant. Sixteenth today it is. In aid of funds from Mercer's Hospital. The Messiah was first given for that. Yes, Handel. What about going out there? Ball's Bridge? Drop in on keys. No use sticking to him like a leech. Wear out my welcome. Sure to know someone on the gate. Mr. Bloom came to Kildare Street. First I must... Library. Straw hat in sunlight. Tan shoes. Turned up trousers. It is. It is. His heart quopped softly. To the right. Museum. Goddesses. He swerved to the right. Is it? 
almost certain. Won't look. Wine on my face. Why did I... Too heady. Yes, it is. The walk. Not see, not see. Get on. Making for the museum gate with long, windy strides, he lifted his eyes. Handsome building. Sir Thomas Dean designed. Not following me? Didn't see me, perhaps. Light in his eyes. The flutter of his breath came forth in short sighs. Quick, cold statues, quiet there, safe in a minute. No, didn't see me. After two, just at the gate. My heart! His eyes beating looked steadfastly at cream curves of stone. Sir Thomas Dean was the Greek architecture. Look for something I... His hasty hand went quick into a pocket, took out, red unfolded, Agendat and the tame. Where did I... Busy looking for... He thrust back quickly, Agendat. Afternoon, she said. I am looking for that. Yes, that. Try all pockets. Hanker. Freeman. Where did I... Ah, yes. Trousers. Purse. Potato. Where did I... Hurry. Walk quietly. Moment more. My heart. His hand, looking for the... Where did I put found in his hip pocket soap lotion have to call tepid paper stuck? <gasps> soap there. Yes. Gate. Safe.